our son Abraham and our daughter-in-law Nina and our first grandbaby, Nomi, we call her Naomi, but we call her Nomi, uh, lived until very recently on Monticello Avenue in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is the road that Thomas Jefferson built in order to move from, be able to uh, access from his home in Monticello to the University of Virginia, which he founded and where our daughter-in-law is in the communications office and is a director. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson struggled with the notion of the Trinity. In fact, he rejected it. He was a non-Trinitarian Christian. He was a Unitarian, as were many other of the founding fathers who found the notion, the idea of three in one and one in three, the complexity, the mystery of the triune Godhead to be too much, to be too much, and rejected it. In fact, the idea of the Trinity has been a source of debate uh, ever since the first period of the church. We go back to the Middle Ages, medieval period, for about two or three hundred years, the Trinity was debated, the Godhead, the nature of the Godhead. Uh, Muslim uh, theologians and clerics from the Arabian Empire, as far as Persia, modern-day Iran, uh, would travel from the Middle East, Africa, to uh, the middle of Europe. And rabbis from uh, Babylonia, from Baghdad in Iraq, and uh, even the uh, border of India and Turkey and Jerusalem uh, and uh, North Africa, the rabbis would come to the middle of Europe and debate Catholic theologians uh, and bishops over the nature of the Godhead, and they would publish their deliberations. In fact, Thomas Aquinas, uh, the great medieval theologian, published a five-volume uh, treatise on the nature of the Godhead answering Muslim and Jewish objections. I have to tell you, when becoming a Christian, the Trinity was a very great difficulty for me. Uh, the idea of one and three and three and one uh, was, was uh, daunting to say the least, but I had a clue 
a bit of a clue in the Hebrew prayer that we learned in Hebrew school and recited in synagogue uh, from, from our earliest uh, ages. Um, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad, Echad, one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, Echad, the Lord is one. And this word echad in Hebrew meant one, but also a composite one. When you bring certain elements together and they make a unity or become one. Now, this notion of one and three and three in one, Father, Son, and Spirit, yet one God, not three gods, uh, this can be for us uh, very difficult, if not impossible, to grasp, to comprehend. How can this be? But there is one element of the Holy Trinity I think all of us can grasp, can understand, and have experience with. And that is the relationship aspect of the most blessed and holy trinity, the relatedness. The Father relates to the Son, the Son relates to the Spirit, the Spirit to the Father and to the Son. We have all had the enriching experience in our lives of relatedness, of relationships and how they form and shape and define us over the course of our lives. Our Lord uh, summarized the law, the Torah. How many laws are in the Old Testament? Who remembers how many laws are in the Old Testament? Not ten, there's ten that we remember, but how many? Somebody said it, 613, 613 commandments. The church only asks us to remember 10 of them. That's not one of the reasons I became a Catholic. Uh, in Judaism, we had to know all 613 and the commentary on those Laws, But when our Lord was asked, what is the most important, the greatest of all of the commandments, he was able to summarize all 613 and the commentary into three. What were they? Do you remember? Which ones were they? The first, love the Lord your God, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. What was the second, just like it? You shall love your neighbor. And the third one, as yourself. So three commandments, love God, neighbor, self. So we have to love and be related to God, to each other, and to ourselves. In fact, we often forget about the love of self, the proper and appropriate love of self, but Jesus actually taught us that if we don't properly and appropriately love and respect ourselves, we can't love our neighbor. Why? Because he said, love your neighbor as yourself. If you hate yourself, you can't love your neighbor. 
So you first have to have that appropriate self-love and respect in order to be able to love and respect others. So our Lord reduced the uh, whole corpus of commandments revealed in the Old Testament to three of them, relate to God, relate to one another, relate to yourself in appropriate and respectful manner, and that is the summary of the whole law. So it is the relatedness in the Holy Trinity, the Father to the Son, the Son to the Spirit, the Spirit to the Father and the Son, there's where we can grasp how important our relationships are in our lives. They literally form, shape, and define who we are. We are not just islands isolated, uh, developing entirely apart. We're related. And so our relationship with God comes first. Our relationship with one another is a reflection of our relationship with ourselves. And we can then grasp the importance of the relatedness within the blessed and holy trinity. It becomes the paradigm for our own lives. That we recognize how important our relationships are. How they form and shape and define our lives and therefore we value those relationships and especially this Father's Day and just our immediate past Mother's Day uh, we realize how important our families are to us our relatedness to our friends especially within the church how important this is and we can see then how we uh, can be one and yet many. So we can look, for instance, at ourselves, right? Ourselves individually. Uh, we have a body, right? Uh, just, just grab your cheek, for this one, this cheek. Uh, and uh, that's your body, right? So you look in the mirror, when somebody thinks about you, they may think about your physical form, your appearance, your face. That's your body, but that's not the totality of you, is it? No, because you also have your soul, your soul where your emotions and your will and your conscience uh, resides. That's your soul, right? And that's your personality, so that's uh, perhaps even more you than your body, but your personality apart from your body or your body apart from your personality isn't totally you, is it? And then there's a third part of you, isn't there? The spirit. You also have a spirit, and the spirit is the highest expression of yourself, closest to God, most like him, and most responsive to God. So there you are. The analogy isn't quite exact, uh, but it approximates because we're three, body, soul, and spirit, and yet we are one person. We don't think of ourselves in three parts. We think of ourselves as a whole, one person. The same is true for a people. We can think of people who are very diverse from all different places, all different cultures, all different languages, all different appearances, uh, all different religious beliefs and uh, political ideas, uh, and yet we are one, we can say, all Pennsylvanians, or all Americans, or all human beings. So we can think of the many being one. Isn't that one of our mottos for, their for our country? E pluribus unum, right? from the many one, 
So we can think of this many being one. And so we can grasp the relationships that we have within this many-fold unity. And so perhaps what the Trinity teaches us most is the importance of our relatedness to God, to one another, to ourselves, and we can see the value of those relationships in making us who we are.